0: Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Episode 111, The Relationshop with Dr. Aditi Paul. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and soon-to-be psychotherapist. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In an age of online swiping and in-person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be so each week we will chat with a different dating king or queen socialite or relationship expert and explore the many facets of dating today and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea ready set go Hi everybody, welcome back to The Race for the Ring. Today we are going to do a swan dive into the life of online dating. The good, the bad, the ugly. And I have a professor who basically did a lot of science behind online dating and kind of explains a lot of it. Not just the algorithms, but the whole um, process from a scientific mindset. She uses her multidisciplinary background that she has in computer science and communication studies to examine the impact that human-centered technologies like our social networking sites like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and online dating services have on us. Her research, um, some of, of which we get into today, has been published in some of the top academic journals and featured in media outlets including the Washington Post, Women's Health, the Telegraph in UK, Huffington Post and NBC News, just to name a few. She's also the author of a current collegiate hookup culture, dating apps, hookup scripts, and sexual outcomes. It's uh, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and in Walmart stores, and also in many of your public libraries. So we talk a lot about online dating, but not just about the process, about some of the science and statistics that. Basically indicate that if you are an online dater, you're less likely to have solidified relationships that actually come to fruition. You're also more likely not to get married to the, your prospective partners. And she explains why um, that is the case and also how to kind of combat some of that. So without further ado, get right into it with Dr. Aditi Paul. Hi, Dee Dee. Thank you for being here on the race for the ring. How are you today? I'm doing so good, Mindy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. You have such a unique niche. Um, I think in terms of marrying science and dating and uh, like different, I guess, technology applications and things like that. So let's talk a little bit about how you use this multiple, multidisciplinary background in computer science. Um, in the love space. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, at heart, I'm a nerd. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. I'm a nerd <laughs>
2: too. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I-, I, re- I have to say, I wasn't when I was younger, but I've full-fledged nerd now go ahead I know like when
2: something (laughs) catches your fascination you're like
1: I need to know everything
2: about everything in this so So that that was that was was me me, um, where I got my degree in computer science and when I was getting that degree everybody was teaching me how to develop apps uh, and websites and lo and behold, I hear about something called online dating. So, of course, I had to get on it. Yeah. And by this time, I had migrated into a PhD in communication. Okay. So, I was looking at how these apps and technologies like Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram, how are they impacting how we build relationships? Uh, and I knew the coding part of that. So I wanted to bring both of those two things together mm-hmm. um, and see, well, all these apps that we are creating, how are they transforming the way we build relationships, the way we understand intimacy, the way we negotiate short-term relationships like hookups. So mm-hmm. that kind of uh, captured my uh, my niche as what you said about research where I wanted to know everything about everything that was going on in that intersection
1: what were some of the top I guess three things that you came to find out about the way that this technology is having such an impact and an influence on the way you know we go about our day-to-day relationships and cultivating friendships and romantic partners and things like that
2: yeah So the first thing that I realized was how much of a misnomer uh, online dating apps are. That is, they they say they are dating apps, but People are not using them just to date. So you're using them because you're bored on a Saturday night. You're watching something passively on Netflix and you're eating Cheetos and like, you know, (laughs) chugging white claws and you're feeling extremely unattractive and you want to feel validated. You jump on the app and see who's right swiping you. People use that recreationally. People use it for love. People use it for uh, entertainment. Uh, For example, a lot of my students, they'll get together and they'll go on the apps and they'll like write. Right swipe and left swipe on guys oh my friends uh, and that's that.
1: uh my not to interrupt you but my married friends yeah. they'll yeah. like grab like as soon as we sit down for dinner or something at a restaurant that's the first thing like okay what is, what's going on in your life so I give them like an right. the update on who I'm talking to and they're like give me your phone I'm like no <laughs> I know I know because like, then they start swiping and like I'm like please don't do that I know. like I think like, what a- <laughs> i don't yeah. like that guy like no you like him he's good i'm like no yeah. i don't. don't just take over
2: your entire <laughs> yeah. like some sometimes some of my friends have built profiles for their friends without telling them so oh, that happens gosh. as well yeah 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 um so yeah people use it for different things so that's the first thing that i have realized uh number two what i have realized is people are using these apps just like any other apps. When I say people, I'm talking about college students because that's who I've studied. So in my research, which I used to write the book, shameless plug. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, right. I, I saw that out of, let's say out of 100 college students, 75 students are on these apps and they're using these apps on a pretty regular basis. So at least they're using it multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to meeting these connections, they're not doing that. So a lot of these online connections are not translating into real life connections because We just don't give a shit. Like, you know, like when when your friends go to your dating profile, it's not as consequential as your friend going up to a person in your friend's group and saying, hey, you know what? Mindy is really into you. That has actual consequences. Yeah. But a passing guy on dating, you will never see or never hear of. We don't really care about that. And we also don't have a lot of FOMO. Right. I mean, sometimes if things don't work out or if we take a wrong slip uh, with a guy who we have met through church, we think, oh, my gosh, I've lost the chance. Mm-hmm. But you go on Tinder and Tinder is going to give you one thousand people you can choose from. I know. So if You mess true. up one connection. I know. You're not I know. Really it's true. It's like, oh, whatever.
1: It. OK. On yeah. Next. It's just whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. I also find like and I'm trying not to be this way, but like. And I know I read some of your articles and you basically give the same advice. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to, I'm going to try to heed that advice. Yeah. (laughs) But nevertheless, like I, I feel like, you know, I connect with somebody and we're talking and even if I've met them like once, usually I go on like one or two dates before like I'll like start really weeding out people because I just don't have a lot of time. Even the two dates is nothing, you know, you could really date someone, multiple people for I'll go on a couple of dates, in my opinion, for me, until you might be like intimate with somebody, then I would probably just narrow it into one person. But I just don't have time to spread to multiple people. But anyway, my point was I'll go on a couple of dates with someone and I'm still looking because I'm like, maybe there's somebody else better <laughs> I'm missing out on. Like, you know, like yeah. he has like a better degree or he's better looking or he's, That's you right. know, whatever, like a checklist yeah. thing that I'm looking for. Is that yeah. what you find too? You know, that's something that I
2: have not researched, but there is such a term called relation shopping.
1: Oh, Um,
2: okay. And uh, and you're based in New York City, so you know, like Macy's, right? I mean, Macy's has like seven floors. Yeah. 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 on like in, in Manhattan so when you are shopping you go mm-hmm. to the first floor and you find a really cute dress and you like the way it fits you the color everything is very flattering but then you just found that dress on the first floor there are seven more floors you have to see are them you not going to take sure a look it. at it
1: all to make you, sure just you want pick the best one
2: yeah. that's right yeah so like we, we get into that mode of relation shopping mm-hmm. and we're doing it with everybody so mm-hmm. in essence we have commodified mm-hmm. intimacy to such an extent Mm. Uh, that we are failing. I don't want to say failing, but we are learning a new way of building meaningful relationships. And and, and sucks for us. We are... At that, like, intersection where we are learning. We have our training wheels on. Our parents had, have not been uh, in this predicament. Like, they have not uh, had the challenge of meeting so many partners. This is something very, very new to us. Mm-hmm. And we are just learning on the job. And, of course, when you learn something on the job, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. and online dating is changing. Yeah. Like, in my head or in your head, online dating is like right swiping, left swiping. But what if another player comes into the scene and just like completely upends this and says, hey, you know what? This is not how online is going to work. We are going to match you with people based on your sense of music. Okay, all right. We are going to match you based on your case of STIs or we are going to match you based on which vampire you wanted to be when you read Twilight. So we don't know where technology is going and how that's going to impact our intimacy. So it's a very, very confusing space. Mm-hmm. So if I had to give any advice to anybody who's on this dating app scene, mm-hmm. is to be is to be ridiculously kind to yourself um, and to not internalize the failures that you're experiencing in online dating. You are not unattractive. You are not... Uh, past your days it's the apps that are changing and mm-hmm. we are changing along with it
1: mm-hmm. no that's good advice it's true and it, I'm, I'm i don't know about your generation but my generation um there was no app my the, mm-hmm. i'm divorced right and i've been single for quite a number of years at this point but um the first time i was single when i was in my late you know 20s early well i got married. 31 so like through my 20s say there mm-hmm. was really no there was no apps there was no smartphone right there was really just like match.com which you had to go on the computer and jdate that i it was probably other ones but they were the two that i knew of but i didn't do any of that i was like oh you have to do that if you're desperate like come no. on i'm not doing that you find somebody Wait, in real life yeah exactly yeah. but now i know, honestly and because i guess that's just the way i'm used to dating um before the apps were a thing I much prefer to meet someone organically. I just think it's difficult when you are busy and you have other responsibilities and not everybody out and about is single. Obviously, you don't know when you're a little Mm. older. The likelihood is smaller that someone might be single unless you're at like a, you know, club or something. That's just not my thing. Mm. And I really don't go out like that. I go out with my friends a lot. I'm very social. But I'm more doing dinners with girlfriends and things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, guys may find that like, that might want to approach me. Like, it's, like, intimidating. If you're sitting at a table
0: with, like, five yeah. girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. gosh,
1: yes. Yeah, and I'm not really yeah. looking around either. I'm just focusing on my friends whom we're talking or engaging in conversation. And, like, I'm really just there not to meet people. I'm there to hang out with my friends. And if someone right. happens to show up that's of interest to me, then that's icing on the cake. I just think it's hard. In general, but let's yeah. get into some of, um, of the interesting data that you've collected and studies that indicate the longevity or lack of longevity, I should say, in terms of relationships that are acquired online. Can you talk to me a little bit about why you find that couples are more likely to break up if they've met online versus organically, like, you know, if, through a friend or? You know, um, out and about or what have you through work.
2: Yeah. Uh, and this was very controversial. <laughs> this was back in 2014 when I'd released this paper, and, and it went viral because it was so counter to what people mm-hmm. were talking about at the time. Yeah. Where there was a research paper which was funded, I think, by Match Group, where they said, oh, one in five people. Uh, who are getting married in america now or have met their partner online which is great that's amazing but what about the others because from what i was experiencing and what i heard from my friends and and their friends was online dating has become a revolving door business where we go on a number of dates but then nothing gets solidified and even if it gets solidified it gets dissolved a lot faster than why it would is have. that
1: why do you think that's yeah. the case because people are shopping as you say or is it because people aren't taking these relationships or beginning steps of, toward a relationship seriously because of the way that they met?
2: Yeah. So there are three ways that you can rationalize why this is happening. Number one is relation shopping. That is, we are always looking for the next best deal, right? Mm-hmm. And the second part of that is even when you have locked somebody in, the talking The talking phase is so protracted. It's so long because now you have matched with this person, the chances of which are not, 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 not 1%. And then after you have matched with them, then you're chatting. And now the chatting has to go through... Now you're chatting on the app and then you migrate out of the app and now you're texting each other. Mm. And if you've done that, now you're Instagramming each other. So the talking phase is so, so protracted. Yeah. Add to that our dating anxiety of not being upfront with people. And this is for the Minnellian and the Gen, X, Gen Z generation where... We are so not used to like meeting IRL. We want to, right? Everybody wants to, but there's it's, it takes a certain sense of like bald-facedness to say it. And we have, as a generation, been hedging a lot,
0: mm-hmm. right? I mean,
2: because we have so many online buffers. So to translate your match after you have relationship to an actual connection is much lower. Now, let's say that you have passed those obstacles and you have met this person, now, if something—if you see one minute, a uh, uh, one fourth of a red flag, and you're like, mm, "But he chewed his food like this," and like she was playing with <laughs> yeah. her hair a little bit, yeah. like in a weird way, yeah. right? Or, or, oh God forbid, if like they didn't text you the next day. Now that that one red flag becomes magnified. Why? Because, because now you're thinking, why do I have to put up with this? I can go back and like look at thousands of others. True, so what actually. happens is, yeah. not only do you have so many obstacles to meet somebody and and go on a date, yeah. but it has become. Easier to cop out of that relationship because we think that there's another n- new deal that's just waiting for us. People aren't to giving people that, the benefit of the that doubt. Difficulty as as, of like yeah. breaking up, mm-hmm. uh, it makes it easier to mm-hmm. break up because now you know you have an infinite number of partners waiting for you. Mm-hmm.
1: No, that makes perfect sense. I'm going to give you a couple of personal scenarios. I always like to add some do. fun <laughs> anecdotes into the mix. Okay, so when I was single before I was married, I, I was set up with this guy. Um, we'll call him, call him. Call him. Chad, what did you say? I said Chad, Chad, oh, okay, it's interesting. <laughs> you said that that was the name my mom was gonna name my sister if she was ah! a boy. <laughs> okay, all right, Sam. so Chad, even though I hate that name, no offense to anyone, Chad listening, okay, so chad, <laughs> so i'm I was set up with Chad, Chad, I'm Jewish, Chad was like on paper perfect, like a lawyer. Um, Jewish, my a little older than me, never, well, not, no, it, a lot of people weren't married yet at that point. I think I was, like, 25 when I met Chad. Mm-hmm. So I met Chad out at a restaurant in Philadelphia, and that was our first day. It was, like, a dinner date. And um, when I first walked in, I don't think I even knew what he looked like. Maybe I saw a picture. I must have had the picture. I would have had to Do read to the date. But because it was something he did. I think he knew of me, and he wanted to get set up with me. Okay, fine. So I, 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 I meet Chad, and my first impression was, like, he's cute. Like, I thought he was cute. And the dinner was fine. The conversation was good. Like, it was very easy. It was very funny. Like, very cool. I liked him. But he was a little awkward. Like, I remember thinking, like, when we were leaving, he, like, walked me to my car as I parked it in a, in a garage or whatever. And he, it was polite. He walked me in the car. And I remember watching him, like, walk away. And I was like, oh, it's a little weird. So, mm. but I wasn't dating anybody else. I wasn't talking to anybody else. Was, again, no Fs, nothing. And so he called me like maybe the next day or the day after. I don't know. It was like not right away, which it was good because I would have probably been very turned off if he called me like, immediately. And he right. asked me for another date and we had a second date. It was a movie date. And then we got coffee afterwards and like talked forever because we just had like amazing conversation. And he kissed me and I was like, oh my God, I was smitten with Chad. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, and then that was it for me for a while. Like I was head over heels in love with Chad. So there's Chad. Okay, so my point I guess is if I had met him on an app and he did that, and I guess I knew there was like all these other suitors and people I was also engaging with, I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't have gone on a second date with Chad. Now there's this other guy I honestly can't even remember his name. So we're going to call him Jim. Okay. So, okay. I definitely <laughs> starts with a J. I can't remember. And I met and Jim is coincidentally also an attorney, but he's in PR like myself. That's like my day job. And so I met him. He lives in Long Island and he came into New York city for like a happy hour. And, um, he was so nice and dressed really well. And same age as me, kids like really like clicked and, I don't know what it was about him, but I mean, I definitely was like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Like he's cute and he was so really into me, which was really nice. Like he, I'm very busy and my schedule is horrendous, which is probably a lot of the reason why I'm single right now. But um, he was like, you're worth the wait whenever you, (laughs) like (gasps) saying all the right things. And he genuinely, I don't think he was like manipulating me and he wasn't love bombing. It was nothing like that. Like not the least bit like, he was being authentic i just mm-hmm. because there's so many other people i, was like, oh, I know i didn't feel oh like gosh. but I, I probably should go on a second date with this dude because i probably would like i mean maybe i'll reach out but but now i'm talking to other people <laughs> <laughs> who i haven't met yet but are like cute yeah. too and like i'm like yeah. i don't know whatever so you know, it's hard you
2: know let's let's cut to the chase i mean let's just be honest with ourselves we like being liked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We like we like yeah. flavor. We like variety, especially if you've gone through a divorce or yeah. you've gone through like a transition coming from a long relationship. Yeah. Um, being being. Is that adulated a work? But let's let's call it adulated a work. Like being being the center of adulation for multiple guys, it just feels nice. So yeah, one part of you has that inertia or the desire of like I wanna be in a relationship, but the other side of you is like I this is kind of a sort of self love, if you may, where you're enjoying that 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 adulation. You're enjoying talking to other people, uh, and you want to keep it low key because subliminally we, you know that maybe my priority is me now. Oh, my priority um, is definitely
1: now. I think so. Sub- yeah. I think subconsciously, I probably also would push people away because not. Yeah. Really, I don't really have the bandwidth for a really like serious That's relationship right, right now. Yeah. Um, and my kids are younger; like, they're not young, but like, I enjoy mm-hmm. time alone with them. Like, I definitely don't want to share them with another person. That's right. I say that, but if the right person came along, my mom always my mom always says you would change your mind. But right now, like, I'm like, I don't know. I would be fine not getting in a serious, really like married like that until mm-hmm. like they're in college. Like, I'd be cool yeah. with that because I really don't want to blend my family at this point like yeah. we've, I've been divorced you know what so we long. do want I
2: think we we want like convenience based
1: yeah I, I want a companion <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I want like that's that's exactly in fact, right. this guy that I'm like is one of the ones I like like a lot I mean I we're gonna meet probably this weekend like but we've been talking on um mm-hmm. that's something I was honest about I was like listen like I I'm just really looking for a company like I don't wanna date multiple people. Mm-hmm. I just wanna date one person that I really click with, but like have someone to go on vacation with and like have, you know, oh, That's right. Hang out on the weekends when I don't have the kids and but then some weekends not see them. Like I'm cool with that. Like I want yeah. like my own house. You have a house, I'll sleep over, you sleep over, bye. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah like, like sayonara no yeah and then all the, all the good things like, about yeah. a relationship
2: yeah without talk the to work you, without like, expectations without drama yeah no drama just yeah, very easy yeah. breezy yeah, yeah like yeah.
1: that's and then like and then if it works out later in life like when then great and if not that's cool too i'm fine yeah. hopefully the, the right one then i don't know that's right but i haven't found that well, maybe this yeah we're also
2: challenging our own like mental models, right? Like yeah. Andy, because you've been married before. Yeah. You've been programmed to think that, oh, this is what I should want. Yeah. But this idea that, you know what, this may not be what my main priority is. My it's main not. priority are my kids yeah. and my friends. Yeah. Uh and I I just want to have fun with somebody. But then like that little voice inside of us is like, you know, we create our own drama sometimes, let's just be honest. Right. You think uh
1: why do you say that?
2: Yeah. I'll I'll tell you from my own experience, because when I moved to the city when I was 28 wow. uh, and I met this guy, I was really, really cool. Right. I mean, now that I look back, it was it would have been a great hookup, just a hookup. Mm-hmm. But at that time, my mental model was, OK, now I've graduated from school. Now I have a job. I moved into the city i should look for a relationship this is what the this is what people are doing right now mm-hmm. uh, but this idea that i am just doing me and my friends are my non-negotiables my right. career right. my 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 happiness mm-hmm. is my non-negotiable and i just want somebody for the ride Right. Um, i would have been much more level-headed in dealing with that but then you know, that, that faulty mental model like the shoulda wouldas came through mm-hmm. and and it got really it got really unsettling, right? I mean nothing to it. Mm-hmm. I mean everything has a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um but that's what I'm progressively realizing and that's an uphill battle for women mm-hmm. because we have years and years and years of programming that we are battling to undo. And and more than a battle between us and the outside world it's a battle in the inside definitely. that we have to make peace with
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes perfect that's good that's good you did that insight and reflection and all of that you know me too like i feel like i have listen you know what Mindy? definitely what you're need to peel for? my onion back a little bit because i have yeah. more layers than what i'm sharing out right now but you know i'm, I'm not even at, sure what they are that's
2: <laughs> what i what i think about it okay oh. how how pg is your show say that again i said how pg is your show yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, how how explicit can you go on your show? Oh, me?
1: I'm very authentic, I think, on the okay. show. Be honest with sure. you, because I wrote a book of like that basically kind of, like, was all about my divorce and some other situations that I had heartbreak with. And so mm-hmm. I think after being open about that, I, I don't really – I feel like if it helps other people, then why not? Like, you know, yeah. it's like I, I I also don't have that many skeletons in my closet so yeah, I'm not really overly concerned I guess about sharing but yeah anyway all Me right, and my friends what what we
2: say and mm-hmm. this is the
1: last thing I want to say
2: is like yeah. you know what we are really looking for <laughs> is, is a human better. attached to a vibrator
1: that, that's
2: what we're looking for That's really
1: funny. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I go that, with that. That would
2: have been the perfect, perfect. relationship. I'm like we just need a human attached to this thing. We'll be perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Okay, so let's get into online dating, why it makes you less likely to get married. Is that for the same Mm -hmm. reasons in terms of why you think people are more likely to break up? Or is there another thought process behind that notion? You know,
2: breakups are associated with um, the density of the network of connections both of you share. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're meeting somebody from an existing network of friends. Yeah. For example, if you go to your workplace and you really take a shine toward your work buddy or if you're going to college and and if you're meeting somebody through that friend circle, there is a lot of opportunity for you uh, to to relax the stress that we put into Uh, A relationship that germinates from an online dating space because you do not have any shared network like Mm -hmm. you're strangers. Mm -hmm. So for two strangers breaking it up with each other, there's nothing at stake. Right. Right. Like you just go your separate ways. But if you are meeting somebody through a to a friend's group, there are certain like organic stages you are taking the relationship through like you know you don't know each other then you're meeting each other through a group of friends you're hanging out you're spending time and then you're isolating yourself from that group and you're spending time together then you're going back and spending time with that group there's a lot of progress that happens through that organic process. Mm -hmm. We have none of that in an online dating space, right? You two are the only two people who you know each other. Mm -hmm. So you're building something from scratch. Uh, And doing that in adult years, forget about dating. Sometimes having adult friendship is hard, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't seem that deep. So we have to give it time. We have to do the work. And that need or that desire to do the work most of the times is very low because of the way online dating is designed.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you have to get past the stigma that you met online, and then just look at them as like a genuine thing. That's right. right. And then, that's then exactly it takes time right. To see them that way. Yes, it's almost like they're not real. Even when you do meet, it's almost—it's so weird. to, I, I don't even know if I'm articulating this correctly. But no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's how you're I feel when I meet right. the person for the first time. It's like I don't even take it seriously. So mm-hmm. I'm like. Like, you know, sort of like an interview. At least mm-hmm. for me, like the first thing always I call them mean grief. Like I, I don't commit to really long periods of time. Like that date I mentioned I did with Chad was like a couple <laughs> hours long. Like I would never do something like that with someone I met online. So
2: why do you, why do you uh, think that they're not real? Like
1: what makes them not real? For me, I guess because they're like, I don't know them. I just know them from online. Like, and they're just pictures and there's a bio and there's conversation. But I'll be honest, like, I've cut a lot of that chatter down a lot. I don't like to get, I engage a little because I want to know, like, you know, a little bit about their values and their backstory if they don't, like, Mm -hmm. know what they do for work. More because I'm more interested in dating someone that's driven, like, myself career-wise. And, you know, just, I guess, like, ultimate, like, thoughts about, (laughs) <laughs> what they like to do for their in their free time, pastime, like just to see if there's any commonalities. But um but other than that, like yeah, I don't I don't really know I don't they're just they're like it's hard I can't I can't explain They're just it. profiles.
2: Yeah. And and, and, yeah. and you're articulating it the best. Like, you know, this is okay, if you have to sum up what is wrong with online dating or what is the most challenging and in on- online dating is we want to know the other person as a real person right because clearly right. they're not they're not real yeah. in our heads because they're just a profile now the mm-hmm. catch That's 22 of that is number one is, is this, person this person worth, worth knowing even, even? Mm-hmm. um and, and number two do i have the time you, to get to know this person yeah both of them can be nos and most of the time they are no's. so we keep Fish, it keep, keep them, them as virtual people mm-hmm. uh who don't mean anything and we just keep on going like that so yeah. what's the what's the um solution
1: it's better to we meet just have meet to like, spend when yeah. you're not when you, you know you just kind of organic So the same That's thing right. it's better to meet them organically and you get to know them yeah. and then you eventually you grow an attraction to them if it's a fit i guess yeah. so you're mm-hmm. not online you were saying before we hit record where how are you meeting people are you dating? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Right. Somebody just You're magically a cleanse, appears. As I say. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, because I have been on dating apps. I was on dating apps since 2014, all the oh, way to 20. That's a long time. I had fun with it. You know, I honestly had so much fun with it. Yeah. Um. And I and I loved that, and it served my purpose. Through the entire journey, because when I came to New York, I didn't know anybody. So me going on dates became me knowing restaurants in the city. Yeah, that's honestly what it became. Yeah, um, I can see that. And 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 that's what I did. And and I had to have some fun. Um, if you know what I'm saying, I do. Uh, and I, I did it. That. And I did that uh, because, because for the longest long long time, long. I have been a nerd, and I'm like, okay, now if I only have a job and I have some space to breathe, and, and I'm not. by myself, why, why not? But then you know in 2020 things changed in terms of like I kept doing that but then I stopped having fun I'm like this is not something that's bringing me joy and I just yanked myself out of there nothing wrong with apps but it was just the right move at the time now who's to say I might not get on it um but yeah it it served the purpose at the time so that's the reason why I go on I'm and not off. on it. right
1: now I'm on just because just because but i i do go on and off like i you know it. that's
2: the secret though that's the trajectory of finding uh a partner who will last that is you have to go through that process of like going on the dating apps being very optimistic then deleting it cursing it going back again <laughs> deleting yeah. it and yeah. then you go back in and mm-hmm. then you meet somebody and it clicks that's honestly the process and the other process is meeting the same person on multiple Apps?
1: I met a guy twice yeah it's so yeah, funny see? so like yeah. this dude I and the not the one that I'm talking to that I'm going to meet this weekend another one I'm talking to who I clicked Look with, at you go um, I love this oh thanks well I haven't met either one of them yet but we'll see I mean I'll meet them both a couple times and then I'll decide yeah, we'll see. um if they're companion worthy I'm just mm-hmm. going in that direction for a while but it's just rate, recruitment um, process yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um so this guy I met he used to live in New York and mm-hmm. he, uh, matched with me. And I think I was just not in, I wasn't in the right headspace to date. I was out of a sort of relationship and it was just like, um, I wasn't ready to date anybody. I didn't really, mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't rude to him. I just didn't really give him a lot of time. And right, he was, right. I, I think I wasn't interested. So mm-hmm. he actually called me out on it and it was sort of like, um, whatever. So, so fast forward a few years later, I was actually in another area this weekend um, for Mm -hmm. a wedding, and, um, you know, I'm only on Bumble, and it can kind of, Mm -hmm. it changes, like, where you are, I guess, like, and so I was met all these guys from Maryland were like... (laughs) i mean they are cute but i was like i am not see anyone in maryland like whatever like i in new york oh, and philly like that but uh, there was a couple really good ones um so i was like all right and so he was one of the good ones then so hmm. i i didn't, i was looking at his profile and i saw he was from new york but he re- moved back to he must have moved during the pandemic like back home to where he's from so um he's like from baltimore or something like that and so he was like i know we met before I <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, but um you're worth you're you know, whatever. I don't know what he said something Aww. like you're like worth a second try or something like Aww. that. And he was like, We just have a lot. He's like in mm-hmm. television like I was and I, we have yeah. a lot of similar like backgrounds like career wise, so yeah. I feel like we probably have a lot to talk yeah. about. He's in sports though. Mm-hmm. But um
2: Yeah, that so rip-off? that was
1: kinda cool. Yeah, no. So we'll see, but... <sighs> anyway. All that's right. cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's 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 like, you know, you meet the right person, but it's not the right time. Yeah, who's, I believe in that for, for sure. Who's to say? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the case
1: for people in my life. This guy's
2: looking good. About. Let's call this guy... Let's call this guy... Uh, what is that? Ryan. Because Ryans are pretty good. And I'm going off of the fact that it's Ryan Gosling, so, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually just... The
2: other... Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Destiny, like that like mm, yeah. you know if it's not your time it's not your time that's you true really can Do about it yeah. eventually it's your time and there you go right so yeah all right so yeah. aditi as we wrap up can you share a little bit about um we kind of went through some of the negative aspects of online dating but can we give our listeners a little bit of glimmer of hope if they are on the apps or if they're not on the apps like i guess maybe some of your science behind of maybe like trying to find love and hopefully succeeding in doing so yeah
2: Um, You know, there there are so many advantages of online dating and and the advantages become really clear if Mm -hmm. you start thinking in terms of non-traditional audiences. So, for example, take your case right now. I am a South Asian and divorce as a South Asian woman is extremely challenging. for a place to be like there was there's so much societal pushback add to that that for divorced women the pool we think shrinks right so is that because there's not as
1: many people in your culture that get divorced
2: women are um systematically systematically asked uh overtly and covertly to stay in Marriages that are unsuccessful because if that marriage doesn't work out, then it's a sign of the fact that you couldn't make it work. I gotcha, and that that get that gets internalized, and uh, and a lot of these marriages, the women are financially dependent on their men. right? So they need to stay in marriages. But now the narrative is changing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, between my mom's generation and my sister's generation, things shifted. Between my sister's generation and my, my generation, things shifted even more. Mm-hmm. So p- women are breaking out of that mold. And when you break out of an abusive relationship and now you have the term divorced attached to you yeah. as a woman, yeah. and it's very inequitable uh, out in the world. And it doesn't matter if you're South Asian or if you're Latin if you're black or if you're white being a divorced woman comes with its own set of challenges you would know right i know yeah so 100
1: percent agree with you the yeah. fact
2: that you are getting matches and the fact that you know that you're a desired woman right to the point where you can keep your desire of getting into relationship as priority number 2 and still focus on yourself knowing that priority number 2 is going to sort itself out mm-hmm. that's a powerful place to be which was not warranted to women two generations before mm-hmm. if not for online dating so that's mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. think in terms of lgbtqia plus individuals that's you fair. don't go out on the street it's a very heterosexual world out there right like not everybody is moving around with the term lesbian or gay or pansexual on their head but you have those filters and online dating that helps you Mm -hmm. get matches that you desire Mm -hmm. so when you start thinking about like uh, non-conventional audiences so I'm talking about you know divorce I'm talking about sexual orientation I'm talking about neurodivergence I'm talking about individuals living with STIs Mm. who would be treated as oh my gosh, you're lucky if you get a partner, but now you know that I can get a partner and I will get a partner. It's not going to come from a place of, I need to be grateful. It's because you're coming from a place of power and that power has been given to you by online dating apps. I so love in that. that. Way, I think That's really powerful. good
1: advice. It's true because it's like you're filtering, like you would filter for, That's right. not to compare, but you're filtering for like a resort hotel or something like that. It's a similar situation in that way. I will say this about this the divorce thing. I do agree with you. It is difficult because I have a, for me personally, because I have kids and, you know, um, that could be a deterrent, I guess, for some people, although they are a little older now. So it's not like someone's taking me in like a bunch of babies, but mm-hmm. I will say for my mindset and I'm saying this cause I think it might help others listening. Mm-hmm. I feel so confident that I was married, even though I mm-hmm. am divorced, that someone loved me enough to That's ask right. me to be their wife, went through with it. <laughs> Um, and, you know, for better or for worse, whatever, you know, we had a 10 year marriage, my husband and I at the time, and he loves me and he still loves me. I know he does. I, you yeah. know, I feel badly because I was sadly in the shade or of that divorce, but, but nevertheless, even if I wasn't, he still asked me to marry him asked for mm-hmm. my the marriage and, and, ask, mm-hmm. and, you know, was my husband. So that yeah. gives me such a layer of confidence and almost like a, um, trapeze net. That's true. That I am so grateful that I have. That's yeah. all. So Yeah. So yeah. If, if marriage was your trapeze,
2: online dating is your harness. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I know. That's what it is. So for
1: yeah. all of you divorcees out there and you date a lot of frogs, remember there was once a prince that may have turned into like a frog or a toad or yeah. a snake. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah. they were a prince for a time being. And there was another yeah. prince to be had or princess if yeah. that's your mm-hmm. preference. All right. Well, thank you. Tell us, tell everybody how we can find you and where your books are and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, my book is uh, a very research oriented book and it's also priced at $98. Please do not spend your money buying my book. Instead, you can ask your library to get a copy of that. That's nice it's of you. The Current... <laughs>
1: Huh? <laughs> that was very nice of you. You yeah, would have been yeah, like, no, spend every last like,
2: drop of your no, money. No, it's no I'm kidding. Because I, no, I, that's I know nice. academic yeah. uh, publishing is just such a different beast, but mm-hmm. I was very excited about this book because I wanted the research to go out there, mm-hmm. especially as a woman um, in a, in the United States now with the, with a the South Asian background. So I was excited about the book, but I don't want you to spend your money. Uh, get your libraries to get a copy of that book. It's called The Current Collegiate Hookup Culture. If you are a mom, mom, mom or if you are an aunt and you're worried about if your nephews and nieces are going to the docks and, and doing shit that they should not be doing, get this book. A spoiler alert they're not they're they're okay okay um and if you do want to support me please follow me on linkedin i go by dr aditi paul i'm on instagram with i am aditi paul i'm on twitter with i am aditi paul and uh, my website is also dr aditi thank you so much mindy for oh. having me on the race for the ring i learned so much from your experience
1: Oh, really? I hope so. <laughs> of course. The okay. Chads
2: and the Joey's and the Gents.
1: Oh, thank you oh, my for gosh. saying that. I appreciate yeah. all you do, too, in helping us stay straight in our yes. trying. The navigate this like, choppy water of love or in the lust of for love, I guess, is what we're, we're all looking for. All right. Thank yep. you.
2: Bye. All right, thank you.
1: Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. Today's episode was produced by Lori Verbinski and edited by Danielle Gordon. I appreciate your ear and insight. And if you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Be sure to check out my latest book too. You don't need to be a bitch to be a boss. It's on Amazon and available anywhere books are sold. And be sure to say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye.